I'm Billy Liggett, and this rhymes with orange. I hope everybody enjoyed spring break. Rhymes with Orange also had a spring break last week, but we're back and we're ready to uh, close out the semester. And uh, this week we have, um, coinciding with the launch of the winter 2018 edition of Campbell Magazine, our guest today is Jennifer Salazar Sanchez. She's a freshman from West Jefferson, North Carolina. She is a biochemistry pre-med major, and uh, most importantly, uh, she is a first-generation college student, and the cover story of this uh, of this edition of Campbell Magazine is the struggles and the triumphs of first-generation college students. Uh, we've had shows in the past that have talked about this subject, but I'm really excited to have Jennifer on the show because uh, she is... Um, for all intents and purposes, you were the focal point of our story. You began our story. So welcome to this podcast, and uh, uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very good. It's a little cold outside. We had some snow yesterday, but it seems to be warming up, and uh, I'm ready for spring. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for spring. <laughs> um, so Jennifer, uh, Jennifer's great. Um, she was a great subject for this piece. She's always smiling. She's always happy. So, uh, Jennifer, I begin. I usually begin this podcast by asking this question and is uh, still very fresh on your mind. Why did you pick Campbell University? What brought you here? Well, the reason I chose Campbell University was when I came um, during an uh, open house, um, my parents came with me and they felt comfortable for me to be here, but it also was small enough where I realized that I could accomplish my dreams here, such as um, getting a major and being able to go into the medical field, um, which was really important for me because as a first-generation college student, no one's in my family been able to go to college. So Right, and, uh, and I actually met you for the first time during, I think, freshman orientation way back mm -hmm. in June because, um, as we say in the, the beginning of the story, there was a uh, one of my coworkers, Sarah, was kind of just picking people at random to come sit in front of the camera and talk about themselves. And I remember you specifically, and uh, you sat down, you said you were a first-generation student, and we said, hey, guess what? We're doing a story about that. <laughs> but uh, go, so go back to that time that, that uh, you're here in June, you, are, you haven't started college yet, but you're kind of getting a taste of what college life is. Um, go back to June and tell me what's, what's on your mind heading into all this. Is it uh, excitement, fear, a little bit of both? Um, so when we got here, it was really bright early in the morning, and we got, you know, we got out of our vehicle and we started to go sign in for orientation. And um, it was a little nerve-wracking because I didn't know what to expect. So, um, and I have to be the one to lead my family around because they're like, well, where are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. so I just pretty much followed the crowd, and then I just walked around, see what I could find to do or ask information about to uh, let my parents know about it as well. So, When in doubt. Just follow everybody else, right? Yes. <laughs> so what? Uh, how, how did you feel after that first weekend, and how did your parents feel? My parents felt comfortable. They were they were excited because, you know, it's like a first experience for them as well because um, back in their home countries, you know, they, they didn't have the opportunity to go to a college and tour it. For them, like, this was uh, their first time, I guess, being in college um, with me. So it was definitely... Um, 
exciting for them, but for me as well because I was breaking that barrier between them and me. Right, and that's what uh, that's what really um, we focused on in the story with you was not only are you a first generation college student, but you were the first in your family to go to high school. And talk to me a little bit about about your parents' background. Um, where they're from, and how they got to the United States. Yeah, so my mom is <clears throat> is from Guatemala, and she's one of the eight children that her parents had. Um, so during that time when she was little, her dad believed that only boys should go to school. And so she once told me that the first day that she stepped into a school was in kindergarten, and that was the last day she stepped into a school. Oh, wow, so she only went for one day. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Because her father believed that girl shouldn't go to school, and so he made her quit, and so she never went back. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> so back now, looking back at it now, she laughs a little about it, but she said that she wishes she could at least gone, maybe finish kindergarten least, or first yeah. grade. <laughs> she at least, said, yeah, definitely. At least get to that first day. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad? Um, well, my dad, he, he had a more of a little chance. He had to drop out. Um, during sixth grade because his father needed help on the farm that they had to come up with crops, feed the animals. So my dad dropped out and immigrated here to the United States when he was 17. Right. And both of your parents, you said, came here when they were in their teens, Mm -hmm. um, uh, wound up in North Carolina. Now, did they meet while in the United States? Yes. So when my dad first immigrated to the United States, he went first to Florida where he worked um, in the industry uh like oranges the fruits that they grow in florida right he then immigrated to north carolina where he worked with my um, mom's brother and that's how they met so okay and so fast forward um there in north carolina you said your dad works in the christmas tree industry in the western part of the state Mm -hmm. um at what point did they decided, and you're the oldest of two. You said mm-hmm. you had a, you have a younger brother. How old is he? He's seven years old. Okay. So at what point did they look at you and say, uh, Jennifer, we didn't get this chance. Um, we want you to not only go to school, stay in school, but we want you to excel. When did that start becoming important in your family? At, at least when do you remember school being important to them? For you. Well, um, when I was little, probably when, you know, you're supposed to start pre-K, you know, you have to meet certain requirements. Um, I didn't get to go to pre-K. I had to go to Head Start for two years instead of one because I was not learning English very well as my other uh, um, students as right. that were in my class. So I had to stay there for two years. Um, eventually, that's where my parents started to realize, like, you know, like, our daughter is struggling to learn because she doesn't know anything. And I think that's where they realize we really need to focus on her a lot in order for her to do well in education. So as I was learning English over the course of seven years, um, where, you know, I was sometimes held back back behind in some of my subjects in class um, because I would have to go to a separate classroom with a separate teacher who had to teach me English and be able to relate it to my other subjects. So that's where their emphasis in elementary school started. They were like, you need to do well. And they would ask me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, you know, like a little kid would be like, oh, like a teacher or all the different things that I could come up with. And they finally realized, like, you know, this is really important. Like how, like our daughter really needs to focus on education in order to make someone up. for herself, like for her future. So that's where the emphasis really started. And you may not remember this, but when did 
you said you struggled early on, but when do you remember school finally started kind of clicking for you? Like uh, you started, you you started behind everybody. When did you start passing people? Um. Well, maybe around, you know, like second grade, I've always been pretty good at math and my mom's really good at math. So I realized that once in third grade, you know, you start taking EOGs and that's where um, a little bit of fear sit inside my parents because they're like, if you pass these exams, you go to the next grade level. And if you don't, you're either held behind or you just... Or yeah, they'll let you which pass. is a lot of pressure to put on a third grader or a second yeah. grader. <laughs> so um, that's when um, a lot of my teachers would really start focusing on me a lot, like helping me. So in order for me to pass these tests, in order to go into the next grade. So I think that's where, it, like second to third grade, I realized that if I really like put myself like into my studies, and I can actually excel in other students. Okay. Uh, again, I'm with Jennifer Salazar Sanchez. She is a first-generation college student, a freshman here at Campbell University, and she is one of four students who are highlighted in our winter 2018 edition of Campbell Magazine. Uh, in that story, uh, we talk about how you excelled in high school um, and uh, joined all these clubs, was very active, very involved. Um, so I'm, I imagine maybe a sophomore, junior in high school, uh, the word college came up as far as uh, somebody probably took you aside and said, Jennifer, you really need to uh, start thinking about this. And so, um, you know, guiding guiding your child through middle school and high school is one thing, but starting to think about the college process is another. Uh, how did you and your parents approach that subject? Well, I think it started in middle school because they're like, okay, you're about to start high school, and then what happens after high school? And, you know, I would just like, I think college or like work or life in general. Right. <laughs> and um, so one of my really good friends in middle school, she was like, um, have you ever heard of this program called um, Upward Bound? And I was like, um, no. And she was telling me all about it, saying that her brother got into this program and they've helped him go into college. Well... And she said, but we should apply for it in high school. And I was like, well, okay. You know, at first I was like, I didn't think much of it. And so once in high school, like freshman year, you you know, you're thinking like, oh, like I still have time to think about college. Right. Not really, because no. you even from freshman year, you really have to start applying yourself in order to like be a good student in order to get into good colleges. So that's where my parents were like, well, like, like what are you going to do, like, after you graduate? And I was like, well, I really want to go to college. And they were like, well, like, they didn't know where to even start. And they were like, well, where do we start? And I was like, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> but that's what this um, this program, uh, what did you say it was called again? The, Upward uh, Bound. Upward Bound, that's right. Um, you said that that kind of helped you, guide you through choosing colleges, applying to colleges, um, what to do when they accepted you. Mm -hmm. um, a big help for you, uh, what, um, was it your junior year, your senior year when you, um, finally said, I, I'm looking at Campbell University or was it even after high school that you made that decision? Well, um, so with the Upper Bound program, they took us to different universities during their summer courses and they was like, we would tour like their facilities and they would tell us all about their programs that they offer. But it wasn't through the program that I, like, I knew about Campbell, but we had never come to tour it. Um, one of my 
coworkers that I used to work with at a restaurant, she went to Campbell here. And she was like, have you ever thought about applying here? And I was like, not really. I'm like, I've never heard of it. Right. She was like, it's a really small college. And she told me where here in Blue East Creek. And I was like, I've never even heard of the place. <laughs> it's not that small. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, well, you should think about applying for it because I think you would really love it there. And so, like, I thought about it, and I was like, well, maybe not. Like, I was debating back and forth. So, eventually, at the beginning of the senior year of high school, I, like, I was like, well, why not? Like, what do I lose? Like, nothing. So, I applied, and they were the first ones to let me know that they had accepted me here at, at Campbell. So, that was really exciting. And you said, uh, again, I keep going back to the story, but if um, if, if there's more to it, please, uh, please add to it. But you say in the story that... Uh, um, your parents are very happy for you, but one of the first questions they had was, Campbell, great, you know, that, but that's a private university. How are we going to pay for this? Um, talk about when you found out that that uh, you had earned scholarships and, and other financial aid and, uh, and what that meant to your parents in terms of how they were going to make this happen. So once um, I started getting financial aid packages from other universities and from Campbell, um, I sat down with my upper bound counselors and we compared the financial aid packages and they're like, well, Campbell gave you a pretty good financial aid package. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, well, you know, I really want to come here, I think, because I went to come visit in fall and during the fall and I really liked it. And so once I told my parents, like, this is where I probably want to come, that's where they were like, okay, you know, this is great, but it's a private university. How do we afford it? Like, what options do we have? And so that's where I was thinking, like, okay, like, I really need to, like, apply for these scholarships. So a lot of the community around Ash County, like, local com um, businesses try to come up with scholarship money. So they send out the applications to the high school, and we have to start applying for them. So every little scholarship application I could get my hands on, I would apply, and so and I would submit them, and by early April, I found out I had gotten one of them, and it was it, and it was renewable for four years. And I told my parents, "Look, this is great. As long as I can keep my grades up in college, I already have some money." And so they were like, "Okay, well, it's some, but how are we going to pay the rest?" Right. So, um, so during that time, you know, like my mom's only working part time, and my dad's working, you know, in the Christmas trees. So he he was worried that he was like, "Well, what if we can't come up with the money like for the year?" So I was like, well, let's wait and see what other scholarships I get. So now in late April at my school, what they do is you have to interview in order to see for the scholarship committees to see if you're a good candidate. Right. So you don't find out if you get the scholarships until our senior awards day, which are in May. Wow. <laughs> so um, so that's where, you know, your parents are sitting there with you in the audience. You're and you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You know you're competing against Man, someone. That's pressure. That's a yeah. lot of pressure. So eventually, you know, my came my name got called up many times, and I was like, "This is great!" And so by the end of it, I had enough money, scholarship money, to come to Campbell. That's awesome, and and so that that's a very good point. Is uh, you know, some people in their senior year of high school they take for granted that this is all going to be taken care of. It sounds like that you were sitting on the edge of edge of your seat in May, waiting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what what scholarships are going to come your way, and uh, that's that's a big part of what the story about first generation college students is about. It's a, uh, it talks about just a lot of the big things. Like I think financial aid is a huge thing that you guys mm -hmm. have to worry about, but also talks about some of the little things that that maybe 
you know, students whose parents went to college take for granted. I was a first-generation college student, um, and I struggled through the finances of, of starting at a university as well. But for me, it was also things like, you know, I didn't know how to sign up for your mailbox. I didn't know, and this was back when we had mailboxes <laughs> at, at school. I didn't know, I, you know, I didn't know what all the, the library on campus could do for me. I didn't know what groups to join. I didn't, I didn't have those connections already through my family. And so you talk about financial aid, which is a huge thing. But when you started here, what, what were some of the little things that, that you found to be kind of a struggle during your first semester here? Well, getting on campus, you know, you're, you're selling it in, your parents are with you, and then they leave you. And then you're like, what do I do now? Because your parents have always been there with you. Right. So now trying to figure out where all my classes were, you know, like where the buildings were, like where the classrooms were inside the buildings. That was one of the challenging things at first because I was like, what if I'm late to my class on the first day? I feel like that would be a bad <laughs> reputation for the rest full, of the class. And full disclosure, you didn't know where this podcast room was Yeah. Today. <laughs> I had I had to go across campus and find you. So it, yeah, so that that was one thing. What were some, what were some of the other things that uh, that you feel like had you know had you had college experience within your family that it maybe wouldn't have been so tough. I'm trying to figure out what kind of books I needed. So I came onto campus and I told my parents like, um, you know, I don't I don't know what kind of books I'll need. So I was like, I guess I'll wait until the first day of class to figure it out. So that's what I did. And I, you know, I took the list of books to the bookstore and they were like, well, how are you going to pay for this? And I was like, and I only got like one book that day, which was like 300 and something dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I was like, I guess with my a debit card, I guess, which luckily I had gotten it two weeks before coming onto campus because right. my parents were like, we, you might need this for something. <laughs> so I told my parents I had to buy it, and they were like, well, go ahead, but don't you have your scholarship money? And I was like... Yeah, so then I was like, well, how do I use my scholarship money to buy books? So that was another barrier for me because I was like, I don't even know where to go. Right. So I eventually figured out where I had to go, which was a business office. And I worked with them and they worked with me and, you know, I was able to buy all of my books. So that worked out great. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the social part of campus? I know you come from a very tight-knit family, um, but you were very active in high school. So I, I don't imagine that you were by no means an, <clears throat> an introvert in high school, but what about the social part of college? You're away from your family for the first time, and you're kind of just thrown out there to go make friends. Was that easy or hard for you? Um, Part of it was easy because I, during growing up, my parents always were like, go talk to strangers, like, but that they knew them, but I didn't know them. So they're like, go, like, go make a conversation with them. So I was like, okay. So that helped a little to make new friends. So now that the clubs that I'm in, I've been able to, like, harness my communication skills a little. Yeah. yeah. What about, um, so you talk about, uh, I asked you before the show, um, you know, you had to you had to reach a certain GPA to keep these scholarships. So how did you do your first semester? Um, my first semester got all A's and B's, which was pretty exciting, especially for my first semester of college, because I didn't know how to, what to expect, like how, like how my classes were going to be structured, what, what components would make up my final grade. So that, that was pretty exciting. What's the, what's the hardest part of, um, the academics here or at any university? What, what, What's been the most difficult thing for you? I think, like, test-wise, like, trying to figure out how the tests of each professor are structured. 
um, because I feel like every professor has their different style. So it's been a little difficult trying to keep in that separate. Like, okay, this professor likes multiple choice and short answer. This likes to do it all like online, but you're in the classroom. So it's different. Like, been pretty difficult trying to figure out how to keep that apart. So these first two years are a lot of the um, the the classes that I, I can't think of the word for them. The classes that you take general general classes, whatever that you take, and then uh, and then towards your junior and senior, you start moving on to really the big three hundred four hundred level classes in in your major. Um, uh, you said you are um, biology chem chemistry yeah, biochem major. biochem uh, pre-med so you have medical school insights but when do you when do you have to start worrying about that um so I feel like you have to start about worrying about that like freshman year because you know they medical schools want to see good grades throughout your four years of college right but I think like junior year you know you have like or senior year, you have to take the MCAT which is a big test that will determine like you know medical schools like they'll use that score to determine if they'll accept you or not. So um, I think that's when you really have to start, like, worrying, like, okay, like, I really need to do well on this MCAT. You say in the story uh, why you chose medicine, but um, if you can give the abridged version here, what what made you decide pre-med? And uh, I understand it goes back to to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think it all started with my mother when I was younger. Um, when I was two or three years old, um, she had was rushed to the hospital being little as I you know I didn't I didn't think much of it um but she spent a whole month in the hospital at Wake Forest Baptist um hospital where um all I knew back then was that she she had surgery but she was there for a whole month but I didn't know why she was there or I didn't like make the connection so I remember like my dad you know he he would leave my mom be with her at night drive in the morning, all the way back to our county, take me to um, my f- one of the family friends where I could stay there with them during the day. He would go work. He would get off 5, 6 o'clock in the evening, pick me up, and would drive back to Winston. So that was an everyday thing during that month. She finally came home, and by that time, I was starting, I think, Head Start. So it was during the summertime, I believe. So... Um, so that was one thing that I was like, oh, you know, my mother's hurt. I don't know why. So then once um, she got pregnant with my brother, the doctors told her, you know, you, we give you two options with this pregnancy. I mean, the outcomes, one, you could not have the child, or two, you can have the child and probably die during the childbirth. And uh, she had kidney failure was the uh, the ailment. I don't know if you said that or not, but I remember from the story you said um, – that she had to have a kidney removed? Is that yes, the, yeah, her okay. right kidney right. due to because uh, the doctors believed during her childhood she had developed a kidney stone that had not been treated, which resulted in her kidney to fail. That's terrible. And then so she's pregnant with your little brother, and they're telling her this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. These are your choices. Yeah, so she she said, well, you know, I've lived my life, and what, like, you know, I could died during the childbirth but she decided you know to keep the baby so during that those nine months or eight and a half months she was literally at the hospital she my you know her and my dad would travel like every two weeks three weeks to Winston Salem they would do ultrasound make like monitor her for like two to three hours come back and during the week three times a week um she would go to our local hospital where they would do a sugar test blood test, ultrasound, blood 
all that you name it. Yeah. So she spent a lot of time there. So. Well, um, we are close to running out of time. I told you it was going to go quickly, but uh, um, she's doing all right now, though. She's, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. doing all right, yeah. and uh, I, I definitely wanted to get that out there. Yeah. She's doing all right now. <laughs> I, I met her during the orientation. Uh, she seems like a lovely woman. She seems like she's doing very well, and also she seemed like she's very proud of you. So, um, so you know, I think your parents did a wonderful job with you. I wanted to kind of end this by saying you've read the story. You, you read your story. I hope you read the other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did we get it right? Is it uh, Was it very close to your experience? And, and really, most importantly, what, what first-generation students are facing? Or was there anything in there that you, that you said, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I didn't think of that. And was there anything in there like, no, there, there's... There's, he's totally wrong there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, I once it came out, like I saw the like the post on Facebook, and I clicked the link, and I read it, and I was like, he did a really good job, uh, like you know, describing my story and relating it, you know, to other first generation college students. I believe. I did not pay you to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're but, welcome. But so, but what I was hoping though was, did we get it right as far as the. Uh, as really the, the, I guess, the obstacles that a first-generation student has to overcome. Yeah, so I feel like sometimes first-generation college students don't, don't get a lot of focus on because, you know, you know, a lot of people never hear, like, or see, like, or meet someone that is a first-generation college student. So um, I feel like uh, many first-generation college students can relate to my story and the other three's story because, you know, we all sort of face the same obstacles in life in order to get to where we're going to go in our life. So, Your friends read it and oh, yeah. some of them like, surprised at, at your story? Or, yeah, or... yeah. One of my friends, she like texted me to, like a few hours after I'd come out and she was like, I, she said, I, had, I never knew all the struggles that a first generation college student went through. Because her parents did go to college, right. but she said I I had no idea, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's a different story for each first generation college student. That's a great that's a great way to end it there. Um, and the one, only other one other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the whole reason for the story is that Campbell University does have programs for freshmen. They have the uh, freshman seminar that that. Uh, that students can attend during their first year. And uh, my um, usual co-host, who's not with us this week, uh, Dr. Michelle Perez, the uh, Assistant Vice President for Student Success, is starting a first-generation mentorship program where she's getting faculty, staff, and alumni who who were also first-generation college students, and she's um, getting volunteers to uh, mentor current first-generation college students. So it's it's people with that same experience, the same life story, um, offering their advice and being being that person for them that went through the college experience that these first generation students um, don't have when they enter college. So uh, it's a great program, and hopefully we'll talk more about that. But uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for everything leading up to this story. Thank you for being here today. I wish you the best of luck. I definitely want you to succeed because I would hate for you not to. And then, <laughs> and then, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, uh, we want to be able to go back, look at that story, and say, you know, she was definitely a success story for for Campbell University. So congratulations, best of luck, and thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you for having me.